Until he came knocking on my door, I had never seen Joe Kamek. Small towns like Kane City, West Virginia, lull a person into believing that they've rubbed elbows or traded a light concern about the weather with nearly every citizen. You think because you know Tom and Mary walking down the street and you know their parents, their kids, their cousins, their cousins' cousins, that's all there is to know. It's a quaint little notion, and I understand the peace of mind that it might provide, but it's false and it's dangerous and it allows for some nasty vices to trot right into a town, unannounced and unnoticed until they've already taken root. And the good citizens cry out, How could this be happening in our town, in our neighborhood, in the house next door? They complain of the entire world going to rot. They throw up their hands as if the moral and physical decay were an act of God, as if their own apathy had nothing to do with it never realizing their sense of safety was nothing but a shared mirage. Not that I particularly gave a fuck about Kane City or anybody in it. I was standing at the windows in my office taking a call from a potential client and watching the cars swish by down on the avenue. An ugly piece of weather had moved through in the morning, leaving behind clogged drains, swamped streets, and lashing winds that rattled the windows in their frames. Listen, lady, I said into the phone. I don't mind scavenging alleys and trees and gutters for your precious cat. Excuse me, Lucy. But I gotta charge you like I'd charge anybody. You gotta understand that. Time is money. If you want to pay somebody thirty bucks to find her, then talk to whatever kid lives on your block. I'm sure they'd be happy to do it for half that. The woman prattled on for a bit about the finer points of the cat's personality and how that might help find her. I began to wonder if I should take the thirty bucks and treat myself to a nice lunch. A shy tapping on my office door turned my head. I interrupted the lady. Good luck to you, then. Call me if you change your mind. I cut the call, crossed the width of my office in a few strides, and opened the door. A big, solid guy stood hunched in the middle of the hallway, head bowed as if he wanted to conceal his face. I said, what can I do for you? He lifted his head and in doing so straightened out to his full, considerable size. He had ruddy features that bulged forward as if they were clamoring to get off his face. The face itself seemed locked in an urgent and pained expression. The leather creases of his skin put his age about sixty, but faces in this corner of the world tended to erode rapidly. I guessed him to be around forty-five. My name is Joe Kamek, he stated with the bent twang of a native. I volunteered my name and repeated my initial question. I'm looking to hire you, he answered. Them's the magic words. I grinned and showed him in. The heel of his right boot tracked wet mud across the wood floor. I wouldn't complain about it until I was certain he was wasting my time. By the looks of him, he didn't have any money, so that might be soon. He said he was pleased to meet me and extended his hand. I offered mine. He took hold of it and yacked it up and down. His palms had the coarse, thick texture that came from a life of labor. 
I sat down and invited Kamek to do the same, referring him to either of the two chairs on the visitor's side of my desk. He nodded his head but remained standing, agitated over whatever business he'd come for. His manic energy made me a little uneasy. How do we do this? he asked. Well, you explain what you need me for or think you need me for, and I decide if it's something I am able and willing to do. Then I determine how much it would cost you when we go from there. Now, how can I help you? Kamek either didn't hear the question or evaded it on purpose. In substitute for an answer, he informed me that he worked on the loading docks down by the river for the Swan Hauling Company, and that it was good, steady work and he'd been at it for nearly sixteen years. I congratulated him.